You are listening to Iron Wine, My Wife and I, episode 4, Around the Well. Hello everybody, welcome to Iron Wine, My Wife and I. My name is Sietzem. Hi, I'm Rijke. And on this podcast, I get the chance to convince you, my wife, to become a true fan of Iron and Wine, just as I am. Yes, I am the wife in... Iron and wine, my wife and I, and you are the I. I am the I, and the iron and wine comes from Sam Beam, the singer-songwriter who uh, uses iron and wine as his uh, stage name and has produced uh, several wonderful albums. And yeah, you promised to listen to each and every one of them. Yes. And then afterwards, uh, we're going to uh, discuss the albums, uh, talk about what we like, maybe sometimes what we don't like about it. And we always uh, select a couple of songs that we want to highlight. Uh, we're going to have a listen to it, talk about it. And then uh, hopefully at the end of this journey, you are a true Iron and Wine fan. Yeah, well, I'm starting to get there, I think. Yeah. yeah maybe a little bit. Yeah. On a scale from one to ten, where are you now? And ten is being an absolute fan? Yeah. And a one is... You I hate it. Totally hate it. Okay. Um... Maybe a seven. Uh, that's, pre- seven? that's pretty good. Seven-ish. Where did you start before we I started recorded at the three. podcast? You, wow. Yeah. So I grew one number with every album. And we've got a couple of them to go. <laughs> so we are go- definitely going to get there. Yeah. Even though this album, we had had a firm talk about this album if we were yeah. going to discuss this. Yeah. You could have skipped this one because uh, you promised to listen to the studio albums. And this is not one of those uh, Around the Well, which was released in 2009, is a, a collection of uh, rarities. So it's a compilation album. So yeah, you could have said uh, based on those uh, terms. Yeah, not yeah. going to do this one, but... Uh, I feel a little bit tricked into this album, but I'm glad you did because it, it gave me an extra number to my ranking number. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a double album. So you had a lot of uh, work to do uh, for this mm-hmm, one, a mm-hmm. lot of homework. Actually, it's a, it can also be a triple album because uh, I have a, a final uh, version uh, yeah. of this and then I get a, a separate disc with just the final track of the album because it's so long it didn't fit on the rest I suppose Yeah. but I also have a CD version right here in my hands uh, and that only has two discs in them as always let's start with just how it all looks how do you like the artwork uh, of the album? Yeah, I like it again. I did like the the more concrete imagery on the previous albums with the dog and Sam's face. And I think there was a tree. Yeah, and a house. But this is nice as well. More abstract, the circles. I like the color scheme and the writing of the letters. Yeah, it's nice. And I think it's fitting for a compilation album. Did he do it himself again? I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. Very artistic. Yeah, I, I really like the... All the circles, because mm-hmm. one, it, it makes me think of like um, tapes and, well, you know, collecting B-sides and and, oh, um, yeah. and outtakes. They're probably lying around somewhere on tapes, at least in my uh, <laughs> in my imagination. It, and it looks like a vinyl CD yeah, of a that, vinyl that, that, record to me. Yeah, yeah, that's as well. Yeah. And yeah, well, the album is called Around the Well, so yeah. it makes sense uh, to put circles uh, on the sleeve, I suppose. Mm-hmm. What was your first uh, impression of this uh, album? Well, a little bit mixed. It felt a little bit eclectic, this album. I think there are a lot of different styles here. So the first CD feels more like his older work. And then the second CD feels more new. And I must say, I like the second CD uh, the best. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, um, yeah it's clear that they um, put the older stuff, or the acoustic lo-fi uh, recordings on the first um, disc and then the later more full band and more experimental and with a fuller sound Yeah, on the, on the second one. And I totally agree that 
yeah, the, the best tracks are on the second disc. Although I'm also happy that we got the first one because there are some really nice uh, songs on there, like uh, Call Your Boys, which was one of the first songs uh, that Sam ever wrote. It's, it's nice to have, and uh, I like the song as well. Yeah, I wrote it down as a maybe. Yeah. Uh, I said, uh, again, a house is set on fire, <laughs> <laughs> and there are soldiers and wolves, so it sounds very familiar, but that's not the song I chose from this side. No, it's not. Because I, the I song you picked is... Yeah. yeah, he's doing covers. He is doing covers, and I think he's pretty good at it. But yeah. he usually doesn't put his covers of other people's work on his albums. But since this is a compilation album, it only makes sense that mm. here they pop up uh, left and right. And I think we both uh, agree that uh, this is uh, the best cover uh, on this uh, collection of songs. So shall we have a listen to it first and then I'll talk a bit more about it? Yes. This is Such Great Heights. really like this song and I think that if I didn't know it was a cover I would have easily contributed the lyrics to Sam because there are biblical references it feels very iron and whiny and I think um, a lot of people were mistaken at first about who actually wrote the original version of this song, which was The Postal Service, a collaboration between the singer from the band um, Death Cap for Cutie and a DJ and producer called Jimmy Tamborello. And the interesting thing is that uh, on that uh, Postal Service single, the Iron and Wine version uh, was on there as a B-side. Oh, really? Yeah, so maybe people thought, oh, so nice, they put on the original version as well, <laughs> but uh, that's not the case. Uh, no, I, sure. I listened to the um, the original version before we walked up to our cool podcast attic. <laughs> the main difference is the tempo. So I looked up the beats per minute and the original song is 175 beats per minute or something like that. And the one by Iron and Wine is around 94 beats per minute. So it's almost half, but both last a, a little bit more than four minutes. So that's funny, I think. Yeah, it is. That's an interesting fact. Yeah. And and what he I really slowed it down. He really slowed it down. And what I really like in this song is that he's singing it kind of breathily and he tries to make very long phrases and then he pauses at well not really normal uh, spots in the in the phrase, for example, and when you scan the ready oh, I hope this song will guide you home or end lowest lows with the wind o's down and then I listen to the original and they do the same thing, only a little bit faster. In the original, it's a bit more clear that they used several vocal tracks that more or less overlap each yeah. other. So Yeah, I think that's the same thing here. It's very hard to sing the final phrase of a verse and then continue on to the next. I definitely agree that this is uh, the highlight of the first uh, disc. Yeah. Shall we have a listen to the original version by the Postal Service? Or do you yeah. have anything else to add about no, the song? let's listen to the original. Okay, here we go. Thank you. 
ah, this kind of makes me feel very old. Why? Be- because it's over 20 years ago that this track was released. And don't, yeah. s- don't say things like that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go to the next song. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go to the next uh, song. Um, yeah, we're already on the second uh, disc. I think that, uh, that one starts off uh, really strong. I really like uh, Communion Cups and Someone's Coat. Yeah, I wrote down the intro sounds like spring. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. And also, that's the song that we use as our um, introduction tune for the podcast. Although our friend uh, Robin Lake made his own version of it. And uh, I only use like the last couple of seconds. So maybe people didn't even recognize it. But uh, it's based on that. However, that's not the song we picked. No. And uh, we're going to listen to the next song. Which is? Belated Promise Ring. Sunday morning, my Rebecca sleeping in. There's a kid outside the church kicking a can When the cedar branches twist She turns her collar to the wind The weather can close the world within its hand And my mother says Rebecca is as stubborn as they come They both call to me with words I never knew there's a bug inside the thimble, there's a band-aid on a thumb And a pony in the river turning blue They say time to give you more than your poor bones could ever take My Rebecca says she never wants a boy So you put this uh, song on the list, why did you pick it? I really like the happy feel that this song gave me there are a couple of things i liked after a closer listen so i like the first sentence a lot sunday morning my rebecca sleeping in with me again make me feel really homey and lying in bed with your loved ones i like that he says my rebecca i don't know it's it felt kind of cute yeah just happy dum 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 at the end nice yeah it's got a nice uh, melody i think yeah, I like the difference between the verses where it's a bit, little bit more higher melody compared to the chorus where he goes a little bit lower in the melody. Yeah, it works really well. What I also like about this song is that I think that it sounds a bit naive, a little bit uh, whimsy uh, perhaps, with especially with the piano coming in at the end, mm-hmm. playing the happy tune. And I think that really uh, fits well with the lyrical content, like the story of two young lovers, at least in my interpretation, that's mm-hmm. what it's about. And him being a bit naive about that as well. Yeah, you think he's naive? I think so. I think the main character from the song really loves this girl and maybe wants some more attachment to her, but she's more of a free spirit. So she sells the ring to a waitress on the train and stuff like that. So I've got yeah. the feeling that it's not there to last. And she knows that from the get-go and he's kind of discovering that. I'm not sure if it's not meant to last. I interpreted it more as, since it's called belated promise ring, that he, he wants to give her a ring and it's, you know, later because they've been together for some time and then she sold it because maybe she knows that they don't need it they'll be together and yes she's maybe a little bit you know 
She's as stubborn as they come. She is as stubborn as they come. That's something I also really like about the song, that he's talking about my Rebecca in the first verse, and then my mother in the second verse. We've talked about a couple of the lyrics of uh, Sam Bean's songs, and he does a lot with repetition. And in this song, you know, it begins with Sunday morning, and then later in the song, it's about Sunday evening, and she's losing books she's never read. That's nice. And there's a little change in the chorus as well. So in the first chorus, he says, my Rebecca says she never wants a boy and then in the second chorus it's I think I could never love another girl and then the last one is my Rebecca said she knew I'd want a boy so that's nice that is nice and um, as is often the case with Sam Beam's uh, lyrics it does tell a story but it's not exactly clear what the story is so that gives like some space for everybody to make his own story of it as always, I've looked for an uh, alternative uh, version of this song uh, to close off uh, the debate about it. And um, mm-hmm. in this case, uh, I found one from a concert of in uh, 2013 in Port Chester. I thought it sounded really awesome. So uh, I'd like to share that with yeah. you and the listeners, of Let's course. Let's hear it. <laughs> It's a very different version, but uh, I really love this. I also very much love that the band he put together for the tour that this uh, concert was a part of. Uh, I went there as well. It was really elaborate with a horn section and everything and oh, strings. Cool. And yeah. it, it was really awesome. But unfortunately, there aren't many good recordings of it. Mm. At least not that I could find. This one also doesn't sound that great. So I kind of hope that uh, one day they would release a, a live album. Mm stuff from that tour but um this far they haven't so you should uh, just see him every time when he he is performing live yeah well when he's in the netherlands i do so mm-hmm. for sure but but this uh this one in particular it was a very uh very nice uh, band uh, yeah. he put together now before we are moving on to our next uh, track that you selected i'd like to sneak in uh one other uh song that i really like from this uh, collection it's called uh, a serpent charmer and uh, yeah, I just uh, liked it too much to let it go by unnoticed, oh. but I won't go into it too much. Sneaking in some extra. Like a serpent. <laughs> <laughs> This song um, was on a bonus disc that uh, accompanied uh, The Shepherd's Dog, the previous album we discussed. You can really hear it. With the drums and percussion, yeah. Yeah, and more strange sounds and stuff like that. And the reversed uh, guitars that really make me think of uh, the Beatles' uh, Revolver album. And I very much uh, like that uh, kind of stuff. And it also shows his progression, all the... uh, 
lo-fi acoustic songs that we heard on the first disc and then yeah within a couple of years it um, evolved into things like this so uh, so sneaking in some extra music yep <laughs> sorry but uh, i'm gonna stick uh, to your list uh, now because yeah. uh yeah this is quite quite unique that we only discuss um songs that you picked this time i specifically requested two songs such great heights and the last song we're gonna discuss and i had a number three and a number four and you said yeah we'll do those because so- i like them as well and in my opinion um Community Cups and uh, Belated Promise Ring and God Made the Automobile. They're all very good songs, but they're kind of in the same range. Yeah, well, the, the, quality the next goes. song we're going to discuss is maybe also in the same range as the previous hmm. songs, but yeah. I, I liked it as well. It's uh, Kingdom of the Animals. Yeah, you picked a really good spot to let us listen to. Because Thanks. what I really liked about this song is the build-up. So it has a lot of verses. And around verse two, I thought, yeah, I need something more. And then there was like this little bass sound coming in. And then after a while, I thought, I need a little bit more. And then there's a choir. And, the, and then yeah. the drums come in, which is drums, almost yeah. halfway the song. So that's yeah. why I selected this moment to start the track yeah yeah so it's nice with the piano opening and this build-up and i really like again the repetition with the jenny what's happening with jenny yeah we moved from rebecca to jenny yeah lyrically i think the two songs are a bit similar yeah except for me when you look at the previous song it's more about even though she's a little bit aloof or a girl that's other things she still stays with the the person that's telling the story. And here, this Jenny is gone, and I'm not sure if they're lovers. I don't think so. I don't get the impression. I don't see many clues to think so. Uh, it's about Jenny and me in the front row and singing about how heaven calls. Two kids sitting in the in the front row of the church and playing together. And My impression is that maybe they grew up together. Or... Yeah. yeah, but I think both girls... They maybe want to be somewhere else. And Rebecca, she just stays there, even though she has interests. Yeah, well, she's on a train as well sometimes. So yeah. she must be going somewhere. But this Jenny, she is gone. Did she run away? What happened? She's somewhere in Virginia. I don't know what that yeah. means to... But she didn't... She didn't what, what's the line again? You've got a lyrics in front of you. She didn't find the right man. Yeah, she says, Jenny came back and I thought that I heard her murmur something about no men in Virginia, sped on the ground like a letter tossed away. Yeah. I think both Rebecca and Jenny, they are back in this small town where they grew up or where they they are stuck there. It feels like in some of his songs, people are a little bit stuck in the small town they're in. 
But the interesting thing is that the main person in the song, the guy who's giving us the perspective, he doesn't really express that he wants to go. He's describing yeah. a girl a who girl. has... Yeah. Jenny who's, who's, who's longing gone, for another yeah. place or, or wants to go and see more of the world. And I don't get the idea that, yeah, the main character wants to do the same or something like that. He's intrigued by it, but maybe more comfortable yeah, in the may- place where he is or maybe too too scared to wider his um, horizons. Maybe if you look at the the title of the song, Kingdom of the Animals, again, references to animals, of, of course. course. So uh, again, that's one of the there's boxes. A wolf. Yeah, that's one of the boxes you need to tick if you write an uh, Iron and Wine song. Yeah, could the artificial intelligence write <laughs> an Iron and Wine song? I think so. You, th- no, you, you never throw should, in some yeah. biblical characters, some animals, <laughs> no. some cars, and a burning house, and uh, no, no. <laughs> no. But um, just kidding. Yeah, so Kingdom of the Animals to me is maybe a reference to the kingdom of humans. We humans are the animals. And maybe the me in the story accepts the fact that we're human and we're just doing things and we're just living like animals, being wolves or leopards leopards or sheep or hounds or dogs or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, maybe. I also really like um, how the song sounds. Like yeah. you said, the, the build-up is really cool. As an alternate um, version, I am kind of split between two of them. First, I've got a one um, from uh, 2009 from a concert in New York. For that show, uh, the audience got to vote for the set list. Mm-hmm. So there was like an online cool. competition. Yeah. And then uh, Sam just played the songs that got the most votes from his catalog. That's and, really um, cool. Kingdom of the Animals was among those songs. So mm. it must have gotten quite some votes. What would you vote Ooh, that's interesting. I think I would vote for um, Biting Your Tail. Oh, we didn't get there. We didn't get there, and we're not going to go there either, because it's not an album. It's a B-side. So Uh, this is, I think, another way of trying to trick me into (laughs) listening to a B-side. Okay, okay. No, but maybe one day there will be a uh, Around the Well Part 2 and perhaps that song is going to be on there. Mm. But uh, that's also because uh, I would probably go and vote for a more of a deep cut because I expect that the real Iron and Wine classics, I've already heard them play live and there's a good chance that he'll play them live again when I see them them at another show. So I think a voting system like that also uh, really triggers the... Hardcore Iron and Wine fans to <laughs> to go for some lesser known songs to hmm. make him play that, and um, this was one of them. And it's also interesting to hear him play this song on his own. Okay, I thought so. Uh, hmm. Here we go. Okay, this sounds nice, but I think I still 
like it with the build-up. Yeah, well, I, I do have another live version of this song mm. lined up from the same show as we just heard him uh, play a belated promise ring with the full band. Yeah, let's listen to Horns, it. Horns, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Okay, real quick. Yeah, that's really nice. That's more your uh, cup yes. of tea. Did you hear the the brass section as well? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, it was very, uh, very cool. Um, anyway, uh, we're um, down to our last track already. Yeah, maybe if I were to have a vote, this this would be the song I would pick. Yeah, would you vote for the, the trapeze swinger? I would. Well, you probably wouldn't have because that's one of those songs that's he plays. I, w- I won't say every show, but there's a really, good, really good chance that he's gonna play uh, the trappy swinger at one of his live show live shows. He uses it as an uh, encore or sometimes to open the show. Um, yeah, he plays it a lot. But I can imagine that this song doesn't wear out. You know that I sometimes can listen to songs on repeat. Yeah, I think this could be a song to listen to on repeat. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's listen to it just once yeah. <laughs> for now. <laughs> This is hands down one of the best songs he ever wrote. At first, I thought 10 minutes. I was sitting with our daughter and she wanted to listen to stupid children music. And yeah, because I, she, she's only four years oh, old. Oh, yes, yes. She's, she, and she already <laughs> listens to the Beatles, yeah, I'd like to point out. Yeah, but still. Yeah. She likes the Beatles as well. She has really excellent musical taste. Thanks but to us. also stupid children music. <laughs> Uh, and I said, no, no, I have to listen to this album. Daddy has made, <laughs> da- Daddy makes me listen to this album. That's horrible. And I thought, no. <laughs> and I thought, oh, 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Okay, let's do it. But I was immediately entranced by the song. And what? I, so it's eight verses. And it starts off very mellow with a beautiful melody. And again, this beautiful Sam story with nature a house i was tearing up again if if i would have been alone i would definitely 
would be crying. The repetition of please remember me with every time a little a little different thing to to think about. So beautiful. And then also the build up with the music, with the voices getting stronger. And in the end, you hear the piano doing an opposite piano sound against the melody. Oh, that's so, so pretty. So pretty. Yeah, I totally agree. Except... Although, yeah. <laughs> except the end. I know. I, I knew what you were going to say. Yeah, when the, when the recorder comes in, like the, the flute, that's a bit too much. Shouldn't yeah. have done that. I don't know. Why, why would he do that? I don't know. I don't know. Why did add the Beatles add that stupid flute in Fool on the Hill? I don't know. It's never a good idea to use a recorder no. for anything, in but, my opinion. But, uh, but it's nice to be compared to the Beatles. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, it, it doesn't ruin the song by any means. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's like the one thing I don't like about the song. Yeah. But I, I looked up uh, the Reddit fan Iron and Wine thread and uh, someone wrote about this song that this is his favorite song of all time uh, and it was uh, RB5 Network and he wrote that four years ago and he said that you can feel its meaning though the picture is not really clear and he said something like that it's a focused uh, amb ambiguity and uh, several other uh, people on Reddit uh, agreed with that and I think that's very well said so it feels like a clear picture but at the same time it's not and the emotion that resonate with me very well done describing himself as a frightened trappy swinger i think that's really wonderful and in my opinion like the the circus is life itself and that's his role in it and he yeah. mentions the clowns uh, as, as well people yeah. who play a different part in the the circus of life, yeah. Yeah, and what I liked as well, every time the please remember me, but please remember me, and the first the first time it's happily and then fondly and at Halloween, so it's kind of positive. But later on he says, remember me mistakenly as in a dream and even a little bit further, my misery. So to me, it's remembering someone not even, not only in the happy times, but also when we feel shame and when we are unhappy and and the trivial moments as well yeah just look at a person for the whole person that he is like other uh, songs we listen to this song also a, a little bit reminds me of something you should you could play at a funeral and uh, yeah i think we said the same thing about uh, naked as we came yeah and i think in naked as we came it was the same thing like seeing people for who they are that yeah. is really nice. And, and talking about death, but not in a dark way. There no. is sadness as well, but there's also enough light coming through. I really like that as well. And it's interesting that you mentioned uh, funerals. Preparing for this podcast, I came across a cover version of this song by a guy called uh, Gregory Allen Isakov. I didn't know him, I must say, but I found his version. And in the YouTube comments, there were several people talking about that they heard that song on a funeral. Yeah. So I just want to sneak in uh, another uh, extra thing and that's uh, the Gregory Allen Isakoff version please remember me mistakenly from the window of the tallest tower call and pass you by much too high 
To see the empty road at happy hour leave And resonate Just like the gates Around the holy kingdom With words like lost and found Don't look down Someone save temptation yeah, that's really beautiful. Yeah. And and you hear that the song is so simple, but with the feeling, also this singer, what's his name again? Gregory Allen Isaacoff. Yeah, with the feeling he puts into this song, it's, yeah, it's very well written. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's just four chords over yeah. and over again. There's no chorus and still it can go on for nine and a half minutes without getting boring or... Yeah. yeah. Two things I want to mention, like in the final verse, I think it's very beautiful that he writes, so please remember me finally and all my uphill clawing, my dear. But if I make the pearly gates, do my best to make a drawing. So to me, he tried living a good life. He tries to get there. Yeah, struggled for it. Struggled for it. And yeah, he's just doing his best. I thought that was a very beautiful verse. And also... uh to come full circle, the sentence in circles round the well and where it spells beautiful assonance as well, and a link to the title, of course. Yeah, of course, around the well. That's mm. just one of the things we do at this podcast. We spot the album <laughs> title somewhere in the lyrics. <laughs> Found it. Found it. And Did also, every time uh, we point out uh, Sam Beam swearing, and you always uh, think that it's out of character when he uses like foul language and yeah. then here he does it again fuck the man he says yeah that's what he said well the, he doesn't say that it's just a graffiti on the wall yeah, he yeah. can't help it yeah it's what other people say it's <laughs> <laughs> what other people say don't blame Sam he's just reading what's on the gates of heaven written on the wall the yeah. graffiti yeah why wasn't this on uh, one of the previous albums because yeah this is such a beautiful song I don't know no, mm. I know it was used in the movie uh, In Good Company, and I guess it was on the soundtrack, but I'm not sure if he like gave away the song for the soundtrack, or maybe he felt like it didn't fit on an album, or... No, honestly, I don't know. Mm. Luckily, it's on this one. Yeah. And luckily, you convinced me to listen to this album, or else I would have missed out on this beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah, well... You're welcome, and uh, I really like <laughs> it that you uh, appreciate it. And uh, I'm sorry to say that uh, even after you've listened to all of the official albums, you're still missing out on some really great stuff, but uh, I won't uh, bother you uh, with that. Um, any more thoughts or notes on the, the trapeze swinger? No, just uh, let me hear your other version. I had a lot of live versions and renditions from sessions uh, to pick from. I uh, also found one um, where he plays it with an entire orchestra, which is really nice. But uh, I uh, decided to, to go for one from his uh, 2006 iTunes sessions. Remember iTunes? <laughs> it was also uh, <laughs> some times ago. But uh, yeah, it's a really nice uh, version, a bit more um, down to earth and a bit less um, build up and instrumentation. But I think the feeling of the song really uh, comes yeah. across. But before we are going to listen to that, uh, I want to thank you for uh, podcasting with me uh, yet again. You're very welcome. Next time we are going to uh, discuss the album Kiss Each Other Clean. Oh. Just so you know. Mm. Uh, so I hope uh, you will enjoy your homework uh, once again. <laughs> <laughs>
And of course, uh, I want to thank uh, everybody out there uh, listening. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can do that by uh, sending an email to surewoodpodcast at gmail.com. That's surewoodpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you and uh, how you feel about uh, our podcast and, of course, uh, Sam Beam's work. For now, thanks a lot for listening and uh, until next time. Bye. Bye. Okay, Trappy Swinger, take it away. with that.